0: talking about i don't know
1: (laughs) wait is this how we're starting it what are we talking about Uh. (laughs) i mean i mean i guess if we're picking a random topic we really don't know what we're talking about
0: no that's true that's true but i do um the exciting thing is i uh took all the topics we came up with which is about you know um 20 or so topics and uh some of them are a mix of ones we came up with and some that were suggested on Instagram, some really silly, ridiculous ones. Um, And I put them into this little, tiny, little, cute, little
1: Tupperware that I have. Nice.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's adorable. Like, I don't even know what you would put in this Tupperware um, (laughs) other than. Well, you do now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's becoming the, uh, the Vichy and Bosco um, uh, random pick. Topic Tupperware, um, <laughs> random pick. Topic Tupperware. Yeah, that's a that's a fun way to
1: say it.
0: All right. Uh, so, are you ready to see what our first official random topic is going to be? Bashash.
1: Yes. <laughs> I'm asking you a question. Are you ready? Oh, you I oh I think I I froze
0: there. Sorry. Yes, I'm ready. Boy, oh boy, what's it gonna be? What's it gonna be? We are gonna talk about. Oh, cool. OK, this is going to be a fun one. Aliens, are they real or just, <laughs> you know, or, you know, just vaguely, um, you know, just extraterrestrial life and stuff. I, that's that's a fun topic.
1: Uh, yeah. Lots, like, of, lots to
0: <clears throat> lots to unpack there. So here's the real question, like right off the top. Do you believe in extraterrestrial life?
1: Oh, wow. Uh honestly I'd find it very hard to believe that there I'd find it hard to believe that there isn't. Mm-hmm. You know if the universe is constantly expanding and it's infinite then like we can't be the only planet to to be able to sustain life.
0: No. Yeah, I'm definitely with you on that one. Like with the infinite planets that there are out there when all the galaxies there's got to be at least one. Yeah. You know, that's exactly like ours or at least similar. And, you know, even on Mars, they've found, you know, like organisms, like living, like little cell organisms alive on the planet. So already, if there's that on another planet in our solar system, there's got to be, you know, aliens somewhere out there. Or maybe not aliens, but like other living life forms in some capacity.
1: Yeah, that may be that may be similar to us in terms of uh, <laughs> in terms of intelligence or or lack thereof. Well, ho- yeah,
0: or hopefully <laughs> smarter.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's
0: funny. I actually uh, when I was at, remember doing uh, public speaking in high school. Oh yeah, I remember doing that. Yeah. Um, in my in secondary three, I this was my topic, uh for for public speaking. It was uh my debate topic that I chose was that there are life forms on other planets. Like that we're not, you know, we're not the only living creatures in the universe. Um, and that was my, and yeah, one of the arguments I had come up with was exactly that, you know, like with the infinite amount of, um, Expansion and planets, like there's the probability, is there's got to be at least one other one, right? And Mm -hmm. I remember in my research doing it, I discovered the Mars microbes. And when they found them, the rover accidentally killed them. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, look, life, oops, it's dead.
1: Oh, poor rover.
0: (laughs) Yeah. He's so clumsy.
1: Yeah. All he wanted, all he wanted was to make some friends (laughs) and he killed them instead.
0: I love how the rover on Mars um, sings happy birthday to itself because it's all alone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's something kind of funny about, let's say I'm thinking about a human who's just, you know, wearing a birthday hat. And has their birthday cake but they're all alone and they're just like happy birthday to me <laughs> happy birthday to me oh. and then like a pause and they have the the party favor in their mouth and it's just like <laughs>
1: <sighs> oh that's both it's both really funny and really sad Yeah. honestly like Picturing the rover doing that, that's on that's like that's like something Douglas Adams would have written. <laughs> just oh, this poor lonely little robot on a red planet, just
0: dude, it's basically uh, the Marvin, the depressed yeah. robot. It, it's it's basically just that. That's what he would do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in the books, uh, yeah, a restaurant at the end of the universe, like. He meets them at the restaurant, but he didn't go with them like on the spaceship he He literally waited billions of years for them to appear at the <laughs> restaurant. and I'm just like, oh what a God. man, this poor robot like <laughs>
1: uh yeah, we've all been we've all been where he is. Just uh, wait, wait,
0: are you telling me you've actually waited a billion years for something?
1: (laughs) I mean, it's felt like it sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, like this waiting for like waiting for Godot. Oh,
0: yeah. But the thing is, at least in Marvin's case, he had the um, he had the knowledge that he was going to see them eventually. Yeah. Compared to Godot, he never (laughs) shows up. No, you'll be you'll be waiting longer
1: than billions of years, except uh, except one time at that Halloween party. Oh, my
0: God. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? Speaking of extraterrestrial life form, your your Godot is uh, is (sighs) costume was just an extraterrestrial life form in and of itself.
1: Uh, Pretty much. Well, I think it was your idea when you should, you would have been like, I I was trying to figure out what I should go as that year. And you were like, you you kind of suggested it as almost as a throwaway, like, oh, I should go as Godot. And I was like, oh, okay yeah.
0: (laughs) No, I'm pretty sure you came up with that yourself. And I was like, of course, you're dressing up as this obscure thing that no one would ever figure (laughs) out.
1: Uh, Well,
0: I guess we'll never know the origins of that one.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Just theories, but um, uh, I was, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, you know, honestly, on the subject of aliens, I, I, sometimes I, uh, you ever have that feeling where you you're just you sort of you find it hard to re- you find it hard enough to relate to other people that yeah you sometimes wonder if you yourself are from an, are from another planet <laughs> and replaced on earth a long time ago well I've
0: okay so I've definitely felt that you know like i can't connect with other humans but it's never occurred to me that i could be an alien dropped on earth (laughs) to me it was always oh i'm just working on a different wavelength than these people you know which yeah that feels more probable but um now you're gonna mess with my head making me think that (laughs) i'm possibly (laughs) from the planet uh Glacar, you know, <laughs> in some random solar system light years away.
1: Uh yeah. I mean I don't feel like that all the time, but there have been moments where I've just there have been moments where I've like I've had a particularly I don't know, just a particularly awkward run-in with someone or just a particularly like uh, You mean all the time? Inter- a social interaction that just felt so off that I was just like man well maybe okay so maybe maybe I'm just
0: maybe that person was the alien and not you (laughs) you ever think of that that's true yeah maybe that person was just an alien in disguise who's like I will mix myself amongst (laughs) the humans hello human it is me Bob
1: (laughs) Honestly, you know, you know, really, though, if if there's any human being that I that I would suspect of being an extraterrestrial in disguise, it's Tommy Wiseau.
0: Oh, yeah. But I mean, I feel like everybody's (laughs) uh, suspected that. Right. Which which makes the line in the room so much funnier where he's like, what planet are you from? Oh, yeah. And his reaction to it is like, "Uh oh, he knows.
1: Yeah, basically. (laughs) Like, oh, oh, no. He- oh, he's figured it out. <laughs> yeah. And- Quick, bring the mothership back. <laughs> <laughs> and I
0: remember I think it was in the book, right, the disaster artist where yeah. he talks about how like or, or I don't know, I don't remember where I heard this, but this idea that the room does sound like an alien trying to understand humans right like this very basic knowledge of like how humans interact with each yeah. other and trying to write a movie on like understanding human interactions because <laughs> none of it makes sense like no human being would look at that no, or, or even write something that's like that and be like yeah humans humans talk like this
1: yeah yeah this is the way we re- this is the way we interact with one another no it's just it's so completely bonkers that movie oh my god
0: don't touch you know, me motherfucker
1: <laughs> and did you know that in the original uh, in the original draft in one of the original drafts Johnny was supposed to be a vampire
0: I, I don't remember that no
1: <laughs> apparently it's true
0: I mean if if Tommy Wiseau was not an alien he was definitely a vampire. I mean like yeah. the pale complexion, the dark hair, the sunglasses, he's always up at according to disaster artist, he was always awake throughout the night. <laughs> uh, oh oh he, God. George, uh, Greg Sestero tells said a really funny thing how middle of the night Tommy Wiseau would just start doing pull ups on like a bar over the door frame of Greg Sestero's <laughs> room, like what? just randomly, like it's like 4 a.m. And he'd wake up and he'd just see Tommy Wiseau just doing pull ups like
1: uh- <laughs> it's so weird. Oh, my
0: God. Um, But the alien theory, I think, works. Like if you look at Tommy Wiseau, he looks like he's wear like he's wearing human skin. That's yeah. not fitting fitting him quite right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's very reminiscent of uh, Men in Black, where oh, it's yeah. Denofrio's character. You know, he's the, the bug who wears the person's skin, and he's like, try- "Oh my god!" All
1: right, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I wouldn't be surprised if there was like a giant
0: <laughs>
1: talking lizard under there, <laughs> <laughs> or
0: something. Just. Um, yeah, But, you know, on that topic, too, like, let's go to history a bit. You know, the, remember, there's the whole Roswell uh, thing that happened, yeah. right? Where um, a UFO apparently crash landed in Roswell and they found a the little alien and there was even like a video of it being dissected and all like, well, what do you what do you think about that? Like, what do you feel is the truth around that?
1: Oh, I. I. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like it could honestly, I don't know. There's something particularly shady about that because why would they want to, like, if they actually found, if the government actually found evidence of extraterrestrial mm. life, why would they want to keep it from us? Right. Unless there was something really, really like awful that they wanted to hide.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, yeah, I think, and also, what the hell were they doing experimenting on this poor alien? <laughs> like, yeah. well, it, I guess it's in the same vein of like when
0: we dissect animals, right, to understand their yeah. biology and stuff, especially if, of what I gather, like the alien was already dead upon crash landing. Oh,
1: well, okay. That, 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 I think, uh, I, think I don't know. Bit, it's, that's different. Just like, I mean,
0: there's no details really about it. I mean, the big thing is that it was a weather balloon that crash landed and everyone made this story about a ufo possibly crash landing and uh people have debunked that dissection video like the famous dissection video as being you know fabricated and fake um Mm -hmm. and you're right why would they try to cover up an alien crash landing and my only theory about that Is And it's funnily enough, something that is mentioned in the Men in Black movie that humans are just humans in like a mass capacity are stupid. Right. Like they they would probably freak out and pandemonium would be created if we realized aliens, uh, like if the government did release the idea that, oh, yeah, yeah, there are aliens like humans as a whole. Would freak out probably, and yeah. it would just create chaos uh, because there would definitely be that group, that large group of people who are who would just lose their minds completely and freak out and like start protesting and all
1: that over this. Yeah. They'd probably try to start a war too, you know. Wow. Let's start an intergalactic war when
0: we don't even have the technology to start an intergalactic war.
1: Yeah, right? (laughs) I mean, we are the same species who refuses to wear masks during a pandemic, so...
0: Yeah, we really think we could go to space and just start shooting laser beams at
1: at all these aircrafts. Yeah, yeah. No, it's... uh, Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually.
0: (laughs) Have you heard the theory, too, that UFO sightings have been real? And the thing is that the reason why the aliens haven't interacted with us is more because they're keeping an eye on us, kind of like how in Star Trek... You know, Mm -hmm. there's like the prime directive where they protect these planets, but they don't do anything to change their way of life. Right. Yeah. like They don't try to interfere with that aspect. They're just there to sort of look after them. And that's what the aliens are doing with us. And people said alien sightings have only really started after world war ii so the theory is that after the nukes dropped and there was these big explosions the aliens were like oh god we got to go check on well what's going on in this planet you know like well what are they doing mm. and they've been kind of hovering around us more in a sense of okay let's keep an eye on them to make sure they're not killing each other in that mass capacity again and yeah if we ever do end up like that that's when they'll come in and interfere and be like whoa 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 Whoa!
1: <laughs> oh man, you know, so their so their goal is basically to keep us from annihilating ourselves.
0: Essentially, yeah. Which ah. I think that's a nice positive twist on the aliens. They're not visitors who are here for malicious purposes. They're here yeah. to, you know, because they want us to to strive and advance. And yeah, you know, stay they alive. Us,
1: they actually want us to survive. Yeah, I'd like to I'd like to believe that. <laughs> I'd much prefer to believe that and, and that than uh, aliens who want to colonize us yeah. the way we colonized other, other people on this planet. <laughs> For sure.
0: And then it makes it kind of <laughs> funnier when you think about people who have claimed to be abducted by aliens. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then we go into the whole yeah. anal probe thing.
1: Oh, uh, that's just, that's just disturbing. <laughs>
0: uh, but man. my question is, what what can aliens possibly learn from us from probing our anuses?
1: I, I, I don't know. I really don't know. Maybe they're trying to figure out how our gut bacteria works. I, <laughs> I feel there's easier ways to figure like that I, out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they could just like get us to swallow a nanobot or something and they could like... <laughs> Maybe like maybe like they're the checking our,
0: they're checking our temperature.
1: They're <laughs> that's what they're yeah doing. you know they want to make sure it's at a healthy level.
0: Yeah, like that's what's really happening in those abductions. You know, they're just they're just checking our vitals to see how we're doing. <laughs> they're just doctors. Oh that's God. all it is. And uh, instead of doing the temperature through the mouth, they're doing a rectal thermometer. That's all it is. <laughs>
1: I guess these aliens, maybe these, maybe the alien, these aliens just don't have mouths. That's why it's just never occurred to them to like. They're just anuses? <laughs> create oral
0: thermometers. <laughs> maybe. I mean, humans have mouths they, and we they, have rectal thermometers, so.
1: Yeah. I mean, maybe these aliens just, maybe they, they talk and pass gas and, <laughs> and crap through the same, the same orifice. Like. Also, oh, they're like jellyfish jellyfish
0: they're, they're the the hole that they eat from is also their anus
1: really i did not know that yeah
0: huh. they, they eat from their anus <laughs>
1: man mean, and here i here i was thinking i'd come up with like a cool original idea for an, ex, an alien and nature outdid me god damn it
0: yeah i mean really all we have to do is look to nature and all the variety of creatures there are especially in under the sea just to discover the weirdest biology that could possibly
1: oh yeah yeah i mean cephalopods alone are just like so fucking weird and beautiful and and brilliant i mean the octopus is like the octopus is actually one of the most intelligent creatures out there Mm -hmm. it's insane
0: it's shocking like they haven't you know, we we should be worried about aliens. We should be worried about octopuses rising up <laughs> and taking over.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I could see that. I could see that happening. I
0: mean, you like they've been shown to, you know, solve puzzles and make their way through mazes and, and, yeah. and escape jars. Like you'll be like locked in a jar, and they can open the jar from the inside. It's, yeah. it's the these creatures are beyond they're really, really smart. Yeah. Yeah. they're And they're crafty. Right. Mm hmm. And like they have no bones so they can get through no matter how big they are. They could get through any l- hole, any opening that there is. They yeah. can crawl. Like I, the, if they wanted to, they can give us an anal probe of their own by just inserting their entire body into our asses.
1: That's All right. Well, that's my nightmare for the next 2 weeks. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. Yeah, you see oh, that's Lord. that's what
0: you should be worried about. Going into the ocean and an octopus oh,
1: just cold and slimy. Ugh. Yeah,
0: and just <laughs> and just forcing its way into your anus. Ew. <laughs> Can you imagine having I like, mean an, an entire octopus in your anus?
1: <laughs> I oh. I'm trying not to.
0: Like, <laughs> Lord just, like, knows
1: there's enough tentacle stuff on the internet already. <laughs>
0: uh, hey, speaking of, did you know that uh, a certain type of octopus, when it's mating, um, it will just wait till it's uh, the tentacle that acts as its uh, penis will just fill up with semen and then it'll rip it off its body and just throw it at the woman to use.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She just uses she just impregnates herself with it.
0: Oh, that's so like really it, the male octopus is basically telling the female octopus to go fuck herself.
1: Yeah, I was. Just- Damn it! You beat me to it. Ah yes, yes, I win.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Points Uh, for me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. here we are worried about extraterrestrial life, and like on Earth already, there's all these creatures that. Why do we need to worry about aliens when we have octopuses?
1: Like, they're, yeah, and uh, and plus you know tons of other deep sea creatures that we really have no idea about because we haven't managed to go that far under the sea.
0: Yeah. That that's the real aliens. Like, don't no, I don't care about space, man under the sea. Holy crap. There's some creepy shit down there.
1: Just pray. It doesn't uh, just pray. It, it, it does, doesn't decide to uh, come up and pay us a visit anytime soon. Well, <laughs> I don't think it will. Although considering what we're doing to the ocean, they they might. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Possibly. They're like, "Okay, enough is enough. Stop." <laughs>
1: yeah. But to
0: Stop. be fair too, I feel like a lot of those creatures in, in the deep ocean, the minute they hit any sort of light, they're just like, oh! and would yeah. just
1: like dissolve away because They're basically they're yeah, they're basically the vampires of the sea. <laughs> yeah. And they live on. They're like,
0: I don't need light. I don't even need nutrients. I could survive years without
1: eating anything. Now watch. They They, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's- they, they, they they'll, But they, yeah, imagine they cut. They come up and they meet Tommy Wiseau. They're like, Hey, where have you, where have you been all our lives, man? <laughs> You're like one our longest they'd they like, be like I know <laughs> I could just What imagine. the funny story <laughs>
0: <laughs> I could just imagine now one of them coming up like one of those creepy fish just coming up and being like son <laughs> son we, we finally found you, son. <laughs> He's like mother, father. So good to see. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I my have god. finally found my mother and father.
1: You left me here on Earth. You betrayed me. You're not good. You, you're just a chicken. Chip, 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 chip.
0: <laughs> uh. Oh man, I like how. We're always just returning back to Tommy Wiseau, who's the I know <laughs> who is the real alien amongst us.
1: Just uh, just a wellspring of unintentional <laughs> comedy.
0: Uh, oh man, it just uh.
1: there's a lot of um. I mean, honestly, one of the things that that I one of the things that I just thought of actually in terms of famous. Um, Famous historical alien scares is um, Orson Welles' radio adaptation of War of the Worlds. Yes, that, like that infamous show that actually fooled people into thinking there were Martians invading.
0: Yeah, because and they tuned in late.
1: <laughs> is that is that really why well, they, they yeah, thought it was real?
0: The people the people who were freaking out tuned in. Uh, they missed the beginning of the show where it was like, oh, this is Orson. You know, this is a broadcast of. Uh, War of the Worlds and all that. Oh, so, okay. Uh, wait, it's not Orson Welles; it's H. G. Wells.
1: Well, yeah, H. G. Wells wrote the novel. Orson Welles did the uh, the script, the adaptation oh. of that novel.
0: Yeah. Oh, talk about good, two Wells welling it out. <laughs> uh okay well then, yeah um but yeah Yeah. no because they tuned in late so they like turned on the radio right and it was at a point yeah. where it was like
1: the aliens are here they're invading and they're like what what <laughs> <laughs> oh god that would have been imagine imagine being in the recording studio <laughs> and just doing your you know act acting out your part and then you look outside the window and you see people like running around screaming, just pandemonium.
0: Just <laughs> confused, like, what's going on?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: What am I missing? Uh, <laughs> or imagine you're doing it and just getting all these calls from people at the radio station. Like, yeah. what is, what's going on? The aliens are doing You're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Oh my god (laughs) Uh, But I mean That yeah so that goes back to what I said Earlier right about Maybe that's why the government Doesn't want to Share the idea that Aliens are amongst us precisely Because of that like that's Proof that the minute We mention anything about aliens People just lose their shit
1: Yeah Yeah they do Because they think that Uh yeah, they they think that aliens are are they think that aliens are going to do to us what we've done to each other, basically. Yeah.
0: It's oh, man, classic projecting.
1: Exactly. Classic projecting.
0: Yeah. Uh, humans are masters at projecting, you know, like, oh, uh, uh, well, we treat, you know, other things like this. So if they come down, they're definitely going to treat us like this. Mm Hmm. Yep. Crazy. Ridiculous. (laughs) Speaking. Oh, so it's funny because my mom loves aliens. Um, Oh, really? Yeah. She. She. I. I don't know what it is, but every time any mention of aliens comes up, she just thinks they're the cutest things in the world. Um. (laughs) Particularly E.T. Like she. She. When she sees E.T., she's like, oh, my God, E.T. so the most. He's so adorable. He's so cute. She thinks E.T., even though E.T. is like some ugly baked potato, she she thinks it's the cutest thing in the world. Like if there was a list of cute things, E.T. and aliens would be number one. And like, like it surpasses, I'm her son and the cuteness she finds of aliens surpasses even the cuteness she thinks of me, you know?
1: Oh man.
0: I think E.T. was
1: actually, I think E.T. was, it was actually the first time and I may be, I don't know, maybe I, maybe I'm remembering it wrong, but I Mm. think it could be the first time I actually cried at a movie. Oh really? When he yeah, when he goes back up into the into the ship and he leaves and yeah, I don't know. It just I don't know. As a kid, it just got to me for some no, reason. It's,
0: it's definitely a very <laughs> it's really emotional. I, I rewatched it in the last year uh, for the first time since I was a kid. And oh, yeah. I was like, OK, now now I understand why it's such a you know, like all the praise that it gets because it legit is very good and very emotional. And I found myself the same, like at the end, that moment at the end, just being like, oh man, like, oh, you know, like this, the the emotions that came out, just watching this little alien finally going home, but also leaving this family that he connected with so strongly. Yeah, and apparently... All the actors were legit crying because the way they shot it was they were kind of receiving this goodbye for the first like like actually for the first time. And, you know, uh, they had developed this uh, relationship, right, with this little alien. Uh, uh, yeah. So it apparently it was very, very real for them. The emotion. Ah,
1: well, no wonder the performances are so good.
0: Yeah. Hey, and you know, we were talking about child actors in the Pan's Labyrinth episode. Like, the child actors in this, like, phenomenal.
1: Yeah. Oh, they were, they were very, very good. (laughs) I'm just thinking. I at the fact that you called him a baked potato. Like,
0: well, I mean, he's a, <laughs> like
1: he kind of looks like I a mean, baked, it's like true. And, and I was going to say he I was going to say he looks like a, like a like a giant prune. But
0: <laughs> well, yeah, baked potato works, too. Yeah. And like a baked potato, that's kind of been sitting out for like a week you know that you forgot on the counter for a week <laughs> yeah. so it's all shriveled up and like and wrinkly <laughs> I'm sure if you open up E.T. it's it's it looks like mashed potatoes inside <laughs> I, I wouldn't and be surprised
1: I both- and I will never look at potatoes the same way again. <laughs> now you
0: can't eat. I've I've got you off eating potatoes forever because now every time you look at it, you, be like,
1: "Oh, ET, I'm eating again." Oh him. man, uh, I like potatoes.
0: <laughs> you know what I love? I love um, the portrayal of aliens in like media. Um, Mm. When I was in university For my television class I did a presentation about uh, Aliens and how they're used Especially like in TV shows And stuff Mm. Because because just like Just like fantasy could be used to portray Societal issues, right Mm -hmm. Uh, Aliens were kind of used In the same vein uh, As satire Or The same thing, right, to bring about Um (gasps) like tough topics and societal issues that were happening at the time. So if you look at mm-hmm. shows like the X files, uh, there, it dealt with a lot of themes of like fear of the other, right. Fear yeah. of, yeah. uh, the unknown, uh, fear of just things we don't understand. And my favorite use of aliens was in South Park's episode called Cancelled where they find yeah. out that Earth has been a reality TV show this whole time and the the when they discover that the alien is like well Earth's being cancelled because you've become self-aware that about yourself? So we're just gonna destroy the earth, basically at this point, um, and cancel the show. So I, it's just, I just love how South Park uses aliens overall.
1: Yeah, no, there's lots of ways that extraterrestrials can be used to bring out uh, to kind of express social commentary, like mm-hmm. you know, the original Day the Earth Stood Still was, uh, yes. I think, as I recall, about the Cold War, and mm-hmm. uh, basically Gort's whole purpose is to like yeah basically prevent kind of like what we we're talking about earlier his whole purpose is to prevent human beings from annihilating each other in, the, in a nuclear war yeah uh you know uh what else there was another example that i was there's another example i was thinking of
0: there's um you oh, ever God. see it'll come to me you ever see invasion of the body snatchers
1: oh yes that's yeah. it that's the other so, one i was thinking of yeah. yeah so like that fear
0: it's interesting because like The original 19, I want to say 56 one, was all about the fear of communism, right? Mm -hmm. But when they did the adaptation uh, in the 80s, it was that fear of Reaganism. So Mm. it's interesting how it's almost the exact same idea, but still somehow works in both cases.
1: Yeah, yeah. With very opposite uh, political ideologies, too. It's kind Mm -hmm. of like... Yeah, it's interesting how that can, it can be applied both ways.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, the, the power of using aliens just it, – it, it is a powerful tool in terms of, like, uh, tackling uh, ideas, like, related to the other, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it, 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 it makes for a much more interesting – no, not interesting, sorry. It makes for a much more, I guess, impactful – way to bring it to people who don't quite get it right when it comes to xenophobia, because it's easy to, you know, portray how xenophobia and fear of the other is in real life, but I don't feel the message gets across as well in that case, than when you're using it with aliens as a metaphor.
1: Yeah. It's interesting because I feel like there's cases where it can be a little bit, it can be a little bit too on the nose
0: of course, like, you yeah. know, I'm,
1: I'm thinking of like I'm thinking of District 9 as an example that like to me. Anyway, yeah, is yeah. Sort of. A, it's a pretty uh, it's using that metaphor as a pr- as a pretty blunt, uh, blunt instrument. Mm. I mean, to be fair, um, I did like District 9. I still like it. Oh, it's yeah. It's a cool it's a really cool sci fi a- action movie. Yeah.
0: But I agree. It was very on the nose with what I was trying to say. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Uh, one thing that movie did, one thing that movie did really well, though, I i don't think I've ever seen, um, I don't think I've ever seen an extraterrestrial single dad. That was, uh, yeah. I don't think that's ever been done, really. No, that that was very much idea. like,
0: <laughs> my favorite part of that movie was the relationship between this uh, extraterrestrial dad and his son. And yeah. it's yeah. so interesting and how, even though... You can't understand a word they're saying. They're not speaking any form of English, right? They're just doing those hmm. like or
1: any recognizable clicking. human language. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're just doing you those You feel their sounds. bond.
0: Yeah. yeah, and even and even they have like no facial expressions because they got all these like weird tendril kind of mouths. But yeah, you still feel it. You still you still feel everything about it. So it, it, it's fascinating how that how how effective that can be just using aliens. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, well, that movie was very, very effective in some ways. But um, yeah, it can be, I feel when it's used to talk about, when aliens are used to talk about xenophobia and racism, mm. it can kind of go both ways, like, either way. Like, you have to be really clever to, to make that to make that work effectively.
0: yeah. But it also, it makes sense that they would use aliens as a metaphor for that, because yeah, yeah. if anything is in the same capacity of like a human life form, but is very much an other, it would be aliens, right? Because they yeah, yeah. come from completely different backgrounds. Hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, hell, even, even superheroes have been used as a metaphor for the other two. I mean, look at the X-Men. Oh, right.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although I find it's so funny because if we're talking about the X-Men, it, it's interesting. It's such a an interesting topic because on the one hand, obviously, they don't want to be treated differently, right? You know, they should yeah. be. Um, and especially the third movie, even though it, a lot of people like crap on it for not being great, it does bring up a very interesting topic about... You know uh, they have to register themselves as mutants, and there's a mm-hmm. cure, and this idea yeah. of like, should you be cured? Should you not be cured? And obviously they're like, no, 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 it's wrong for us to be cured. But then you have like mutants like Rogue, who she can't even touch people because yeah. she sucks the life out of them. So it, it, it I
1: find it, it makes it it definitely a,
0: makes it more complex. You know, it's
1: a very interesting. Yeah, especially uh, I mean. I mean, the, the X-Men have been used as a metaphor for, um, for, um, oppressed minorities, people of color. Yeah. Um, and, but I think the, th- the third movie actually really works as it could really work as a metaphor for, for autism and neurodivergence mm-hmm. because there's a whole, you know, that there, there's two separate, there's, there's two separate movements. Uh, within the, within the autism community. Um, you know, the, the, the one that I would say is more, more dominant with, 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 um, with autistic people is the, is the school of thought that autism is basically, it's just another way of, it's just another way of being, it's another way of processing the world. Uh, it's another form of wiring and it's not, it's not lesser than it's not, uh, it's not lesser than being neurotypical. It's just, it's just different. And, You know, if society you know, if society weren't so ableist, it wouldn't be so hard for it wouldn't be so hard for autistic people to live. And then the other side of that is of course, uh, well, people who believe that autism is a disease that needs to be cured and that it's right, right. You know, it's it's harmful to the people who have it. And and that that conflict is very much like I when I saw the third movie, mm-hmm. I was like bowled over by that because I was like, "Holy shit, this is very much." <laughs> I I see like if if I, I saw the third movie and I was like, "Man, where would I?" I was trying to like fit myself into that, uh, into the the problems of these characters because yeah. of that whole the strength of that metaphor. For sure. So, uh, yeah, that was.
0: Uh, yeah, and it's, that's the thing. Um, though. I do feel. Like, as much as the metaphor does work in a lot of ways, like I said, because there's characters that say like Rogue, who sucks the life out of humans, or even uh, other characters like there was like Apocalypse and uh, Jean Grey, who's completely unstable uh, when, you know, unleashing her full powers, or Cyclops, who shoots laser beams, like out of his eyes that he also can't control. He needs to wear glasses for it, it i feel it kind of muddies that metaphor because it does
1: yeah because yeah.
0: mutants who have powers like that or like even professor xavier who can you know control minds and stuff that's that's something that should be registered you know what i mean we should yeah. be aware because these are basically almost like human weapons right
1: especially since um Especially when, if you see Logan, you see what happens to Professor X's brain as he gets older. Yeah, yeah. And he can't, he really can't control it anymore. And when he has a seizure, it like, it completely uh, paralyzes the minds of whoever's around him. Exactly. It's it's, it's pretty horrific, actually.
0: Yeah, so it, like, it muddies the metaphor a bit. Because I I, I totally get the whole idea of, like, the mutants should be treated like, uh, you know, like everybody else And registering it is very much Registering them is very much uh, A terrible idea, especially if we're relating The metaphor to minorities And uh, like you said, neurodivergent uh, People But at the same time There are mutants Who are completely dangerous So it's it's Yeah, uh, it's, it, yeah.
1: it makes it a little bit more uh, A little bit more complicated
0: Yeah, for sure um, I t- I find it funny how we went on this tangent, and we're supposed to be talking about aliens. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but that's fine. That's totally cool. Like we can talk about uh, whatever we want. It inspired us to talk about that.
1: Yeah. Um. <laughs> what the how funny do you, story?
0: Yeah. How do you feel about uh the whole thing that happened a few months ago during the lockdown, where apparently the government released? Uh, all that stuff about like, oh yeah, UFOs totally exist. Wait, when did that happen? Oh, you didn't hear about
1: this. No, I I totally they, did not hear about that.
0: Yeah, they just randomly released, like when the world was really going to shit, the, the mm. government, I guess they felt, oh, this is the best time to release this because it's just going <laughs> to get lost in all the crap that's going. But yeah, they, they released photos of like, oh yeah, look, UFOs totally exist. I mean, they're really terrible, like, blurry photos but they basically admitted that you know there's unidentifiable flying objects that they weren't able to identify what they were and they yeah they totally exist
1: oh man that's wow that is really interesting timing on their part i gotta say yeah <laughs> but and- we're all all preoccupied with the coronavirus and lockdown and you know Oh, my God, are we all going to, you know, is this virus going to kill us all? The, yeah, the government picks now to be like, oh, aliens are real. UFOs are real.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, but that's the thing. It wasn't necessarily aliens. It was unidentifiable flying objects do exist, uh, like, that they've captured. And they're like, I have no idea what that was, you know?
1: Yeah, Um, I just... Yeah that is And also very, they released it it wasn't strange. just
0: with the corona and the lockdown it, they also released it around the time where politics went like insane with all the um you know the uh like all all the stuff that was happening in the US, you know, with the cops mm. and uh shooting oh, with black George people. Floyd yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. It, <clears throat> like and uh you know uh the the rights really like rising up and becoming mm. insane and all the Trump politics and yeah, all that like that's when they released it, when things were really like at a peak craziness. Mm-hmm. Wow, and clearly <laughs> it worked because you didn't even hear about it at all.
1: I didn't know it sounded like they were trying to. You know, what it sort of sounded like actually it sounds a bit like the um, in uh, in Watchmen when um, what's his fit name Ozymandias basically yeah. um, orchestrates an alien attack mm-hmm. to try to unite the warring superpowers on Earth. Right. It's like, (laughs) was it maybe a really misguided attempt to do something like that? (laughs) To be like, hey, stop fighting each other. Here's another enemy to fight instead.
0: Well, yeah, which is weird because it wasn't even a case of like, oh, this is dangerous. It was just very much a case of like, yeah, they exist. Like, it was very blase about it. You know what I mean? Kind of like, oh, yeah, there's evidence of it. Yeah. But not not any like, oh, this is dangerous and we got to be careful. Just very much like, yeah, hey, look. Take a look. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny that you mentioned that because at the end of Watchmen, it's a giant octopus that's dropped yeah. onto New York. So good, man, octopuses. Okay. I think we're discovering the real aliens here. It's fucking octopuses. Yeah. They're from another yeah. planet. They've come down. They're ready to like do something.
1: They're ready to, they're ready to take over. Just yeah.
0: to- <laughs> Or maybe going back to the theory that the aliens are just watching us. Maybe octopuses are their sort of spies that they – or not even spies, but they've dropped them down on Earth to keep an, a closer eye on us. <laughs> so that's why octopuses haven't been dangerous to us or anything, and mm. they've been letting us do these like weird experiments on them, like with the jars and all that, because – it gives them a chance to have a a much closer look at us. Or maybe yeah. th- the reality is these octopuses doing these mazes, solving puzzles, and all that. It's it's actually them doing experiments on us.
1: Oh, damn!
0: Okay, we we we've dis- we've discovered the truth here. Octopuses <laughs> are the you're real- here first. <laughs> yeah, octopuses are the real aliens amongst us
1: yeah
0: <laughs> they, they've got to be.
1: Uh, yeah
0: if anyone oh, you know
1: what? I would buy it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like if anyone can solve intergalactic flight, it's octopuses mm-hmm. like put <laughs> hire them at NASA and we'll see you'll Seriously. see you'll see, man, suddenly we're traveling to like Jupiter thanks to the octopus.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. a few thousand more years of evolution and yeah who knows what they can do oh man i mean
0: they can already do so much
1: yeah (laughs) and and they
0: are reminiscent of aliens right when they shoot out like ink as a defense mechanism it's very similar to you know, various aliens, um, in media that they, they spit like venom or whatever, you know, out of their mouth. Yeah. (laughs) They're the real like aliens from the movie alien. Like forget, forget that alien. Oh God. It should be a giant octopus.
1: (laughs) A giant octopus that can like burrow its tentacles through your nose and control your brain.
0: Oh man. And, I mean, like the face huggers, right? Like you could totally see an octopus doing that—just
1: oh, wrapping itself just...
0: around your face and just squirting into your mouth until a, a baby octopus bursts out of
1: your chest. Oh, those things are so oh, <sighs> those things are so freaky and gross. Oh,
0: man. Imagine <laughs> like actually living through like a face hugger incident.
1: That would be horrible. <laughs> that would be. That'd be one of the most traumatizing things you can live through, I'd imagine. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh, and speaking of, um, you know, aliens being used in media uh, for like metaphors and all that, the the alien movies, you know, using the aliens like there's definitely this commentary about masculinity and femininity in those movies, because like the aliens have very like phallic shapes to them. Mm-hmm. And there's this whole idea of, uh, you know, birth because, you know, the phallic alien like busts out of his chest. And at the end of the day, it's a female protagonist that over like overtakes them. Right. Yeah. And there's a lot a- of imagery uh, like there's a lot of like phallic and even uh, vaginal imagery like throughout the alien movies.
1: Mm, Yeah. Well, the whole thing is basically supposed to tap into, it taps into a very primordial Mm -hmm. fear, which is, which is, you know, the fear of rape. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah, I think it is. I mean, Ellen Ripley is just such a, she is one of the most badass characters in Mm sci-fi movies or any, anything like she is just, yeah. Man, I, lo- I love her so much. She She's and right the, up she's, there. She's right
0: up and, there with uh, Sarah Connor. And, yeah.
1: So, and yeah. I would gladly watch her torch the shit out of intergalactic rapists any day. Her and her, <laughs> her, and her adorable cat, who are the only survivors of, of the Nostromo. Yes, the end of the first yes. Movie.
0: Oh, man. that Now that's, let's, you know what, let's take out the metaphors. And it's just Sigourney Weaver, you know, torching rapists on her. Oh, yeah, I would watch the shit out of that. How satisfying would that be? Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, yeah, we're 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 on to something. You know what? How about this? Um, instead, of, it's it's Sigourney Weaver torching rapists on Earth, but instead of a cat, it's an octopus. <laughs>
1: oh <Okay. laughs> god, she has a little a pet octopus that she carries with her everywhere. Yeah, let's let's just cap it at uh, Sigourney with her with her pet octopus. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just being a being a badass
0: yeah and but here uh, on earth here on earth
1: here on earth um,
0: yeah we're, we're on to something and i i feel like sigourney weaver would be down to do that because <laughs> she has a whole career of playing like very strong uh female characters
1: oh yeah she's wonderful yeah she's she's got a whole uh whole uh, legendary catalog behind her oh yeah uh,
0: yeah, and it's very, it's a lot of sci-fi, a lot of fantasy. She's, mm-hmm. uh, man, she's got the whole package of female protagonists right there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love it in the movie Signs how the aliens can't open wooden doors.
1: And they're they're allergic to water. Yeah, <laughs> who's to invade a planet mostly covered mm. in water? Although there's a that's theory, like 85 percent water. Yeah, yeah. It, there's a theory like... though that the
0: aliens and signs are actually demons, and uh-huh. it's not water that affects them. It's that because when they go to Mel Gibson's place, who is a priest, it's holy priest. water,
1: right? Uh, that's okay. being
0: thrown on them, and that's why and then it comes into this whole idea of like aliens in that movie being a metaphor of, uh of faith because the character has lost faith and this is him trying to like regain his faith. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So well, I'm making, actually, huh.
0: yeah, I'm making like, I mean, I didn't come up with these, these, uh, these theories, but it's, it definitely makes signs seem much more profound than it really is.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I've, Just, yeah, well, definitely, uh, it it definitely makes them more of a a credible threat because, yeah, yeah, what kind of boneheaded, they can master intergalactic flight, but they can't, they don't have enough sense to avoid a water planet. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) What kind of boneheaded aliens are these? Yeah, or, but I mean, if you think about it, maybe they didn't know that
0: they were allergic to water. Until they arrived on the planet. It kind of reminds me of how during the wars, every time a country tries to take over Russia, they fail miserably because they don't realize that uh, it's cold. Yeah. And they should probably be prepared for the cold. And no matter how many times it happens, they're never prepared for the cold. So,
1: true.
0: you know what? The the aliens oh, yeah. not really realizing that water would be dangerous to them.
1: I, I feel it's credible. I feel it's uh, credible. I'm just, I'm just putting a picture of what would happen if they they finally land and it's, and they're, they land in the middle of like a huge rainstorm. <laughs> <laughs> just. Instant death. Oh no, oh no. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. <laughs> turn around, turn around. Go, go, go. We're dying
0: uh, out of here. Ah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, it, it also reminds me of uh, the movie War of the Worlds where the aliens at the end of the day get defeated because of the common of, cold.
1: Yeah, because of microbes. Yeah, they're like, uh, oh, I'm sick. <sighs> wow i mean if they came down to i mean if they came down to earth now like who knows how they would deal with the coronavirus <laughs> or really the whole host of other like infectious diseases that inhabit this planet
0: yeah it's <laughs> it, it maybe they'd be like the anti-maskers like eh, there's no problem here and then they all get sick and like ah, 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 oh,
1: god yeah. Uh, the, the anti-maskers are just like, take us with you. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Dude, I, I have to share this. So me making those guttural noises, Yeah. Um, a, a notification popped up on Zoom saying, are you playing music right now?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah,
0: it, it's the music. It's the music the of the world planet, world. Uh, the planet Gorlax. Yeah, <laughs> um, music to my ears.
1: Uh.
0: And now the new, the new hit song by <laughs> <laughs> Number One in Planet Gorlak. Uh. <laughs> And there you go. Um, I, I think I'm going to be a pop star on the planet Gorlack now. <laughs> that's who I'm uh, <laughs> <Yeah. man. laughs> Well, I guess we could wrap it up there. Um, yeah,
1: I guess I that's we... good as good a place as any to.
0: Uh... <laughs> uh, so what's your final final comments? Uh, I think aliens are real. Well, maybe not necessarily aliens as we see them in the media, but definitely there's life out there in the universe. Uh, there has to be.
1: Yeah, I think we're 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 not totally alone in this vast never-ending void, right? No, no. Right. 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 <laughs> Somebody
0: please. <laughs> um <laughs> that was another hit song on the planet Gorlack.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh...
0: Um and yeah, and octopuses <laughs> are are the real are the real terror here. They're the real aliens that we got to watch out for. That's I think that's a big conclusion we've come up with.
1: Yeah, watch <laughs> out for the octopus, everybody.
0: Yeah, um, so that's uh that's that for today. Uh, if you want to suggest more uh, ideas for us for topics we could talk about, you can follow us at Vichy and Bosco Podcast on Instagram, uh, where you can send us your topic ideas. And uh, do you have any plugs you want to do? We haven't been doing plugs, but like, if there's uh, anything you want to plug, not
1: not at the moment no but uh yeah please don't hesitate to send us any uh, any topics you feel would uh yeah. be fun for us to talk about yeah any in our uh, honestly, in our rambling fashion
0: <laughs> yeah and honestly anything at all like it 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 could be anything from big societal issues to something completely ridiculous like anything at yeah. all that you could think of we're more than happy to take on as a challenge <laughs>
1: Yes. So we can entertain you. <laughs>
0: yeah, with our rambling nonsense. Yeah. Okay, well, until next time, I'm Bosco.
1: I'm Vishesh.
0: And this was Avishi and Bosco, two halves of one idiot. We'll see you next
1: time. <laughs> see you next time, folks. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.